Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd. Coming up, the ex-wife of former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens has accused him of abusing his family. Plus, the Kansas City Police Department is slated to get $269 million in the coming fiscal year, more than the 20% of the city's general revenues mandated by the state of Missouri. Some people think that's too much. We've kept putting more and more money into more officers. Our crime rate doesn't really change, and we still have a police department that doesn't measure up. But first, some headlines. Missouri's junior U.S. Senator Josh Hawley criticized President Biden's nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court on the first day of Senate confirmation hearings yesterday. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports Hawley went after Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson's handling of cases involving sex offenders. Holly listed several cases involving sex offenders that Jackson presided over during her eight years as a district court judge, accusing her of being too lenient. What concerns me, and I've been very candid about this, is that in every case, in each of these seven, Judge Jackson handed down a lenient sentence that was below what the federal guidelines recommended. Criminal justice advocates have said that federal sentencing guidelines on child sex crimes are too harsh. Senate Judiciary Chair Dick Durbin called the attack against Jackson, quote, outrageous. Confirmation hearings for Jackson will continue throughout the week. One local school district continues to face legal action from Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt over its mask mandate. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports. Schmidt has dropped all but seven of the dozens of lawsuits he filed against Missouri school districts that enacted mask mandates. Center School District is the only district in the Kansas City area still facing legal action. Schmidt's office said lawsuits will remain for five schools that, like Center, still require masks. Lawsuits also continue for two districts where litigation is further along. A spokesperson said Schmidt, who is running for U.S. Senate, would file more lawsuits if districts reinstate mask requirements. His office said the lawsuits were dismissed because of, quote, successful litigation and that most school districts have already dropped their mandates. The expiration of several of these requirements came as COVID-19 cases declined in the Kansas City area. Former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens is back in the news. His ex-wife has accused him of abusing her and their children. Steve Vakrat of NPR's Midwest Newsroom, based here at KCUR, covered that story for us, and we sat down to talk about the details. So it's been a while. Can we remind people who Eric Greitens is and why he left office in 2018? Sure. So Eric Greitens was elected governor in Missouri in 2016 in that big red wave in, that swept across the state the year that uh, Donald Trump was elected. And he didn't last long in the governor's office. His troubles really got started in 2018 when it emerged that he had been in an extramarital affair and that the woman involved in that had accused him of sexual misconduct, um, that he had assaulted her, had tied her up in his basement and taken a compromising photo of her that he then used as blackmail to suggest that he would circulate it if she ever disclosed what was going on. That surfaced a number of problems, including impeachment proceedings. He was also accused of taking a donor list from a charity he had founded. That was another kind of scandal that erupted during his administration. And uh, as the year wore on around May, he announced that he would leave office and 
that's what he did after just two years as governor. So what is Greitens' wife alleging he did now? She alleges a number of things. Um, and they're pretty disturbing, if true, but they're in a sworn statement that she submitted in a court filing. And what she says is that she had seen an occasion uh, where Eric Greitens had allegedly uh, struck their child at the dinner table and had yanked him by the hair. There was another incident that she recounts in which he allegedly knocked her over, took her wallet and phone and keys. Um, there was another time in which her son came back from a visit with Eric Greitens uh, with a swollen face and uh, an injury to his mouth, and that uh, Eric Greitens had said that, well, the two of them had been uh, roughhousing. She also alleges that he had threatened to kill himself on a number of occasions uh, in the weeks and months leading up to his eventual resignation, that there were interventions by other people to try to limit his access to guns, um, and that she had been very concerned about him and his, uh, his state of mind at that time. Those are in, among the many allegations that emerged in this document. So why are we finding out about this now? Sheena Greitens and Eric Greitens filed for divorce in 2020. And while the divorce case is uh, mostly finalized, there's some child custody issues. And so she filed this, uh, this series of allegations in an affidavit in that court case because she wants the proceedings moved to Texas. She's concerned now that with Eric Greitens running for the U.S. Senate, that his influence and his ability to grab the public's attention, particularly in Missouri, could have an adverse effect on the proceedings if they were to remain in Missouri, then that he has far less influence in a place like Texas. These, this filing emerged in the court case uh, that was filed yesterday, and that's how reporters uh, such as myself and several others got their hands on it. So how has Eric Greitens responded to these allegations? He denies the allegations. He says that his campaign says that he's a great dad and that, you know, for example, they spent last week on spring break together and accuses his ex-wife of being emotionally abusive, uh, that she has a history of mental health issues, and that while Eric Greitens and the kids were together on spring break, she was out of town trying to coordinate this attack to smear his character. Eric Greitens is running for Senate, as you mentioned. How has this impacted the race? Well, that's what remains to be seen. So there is polling that suggests that among a crowded field of Republicans in Missouri, he is the front runner to get the Republican nomination Missouri is a deeply red state. So the thinking, the conventional thinking is whoever wins the Republican primary is likely to replace Roy Blunt in the U.S. Senate. There have been Republicans who've worried that Eric Greitens' history and baggage, as we've talked about in this podcast uh, and has been documented elsewhere, uh, is a liability for the Republicans and that if he wins, he could lose that seat to a Democrat, even in this heavily uh, Republican state. Now, with yesterday's news, those concerns are amplified and there are several of his rivals calling for him to drop out of the race. Uh, even one of the leading Democrats is saying that Eric Greitens uh, should step out of the race immediately. That was Steve Vakrod of the Midwest Newsroom. The Kansas City Police Department is set to receive even more money this coming fiscal year. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports it's raising questions about the cost of policing in Kansas City. 
$269 million is a big price tag, the biggest of any city department by far. Some Kansas City residents think it's too much money. We've kept putting more and more money into more officers. Our crime rate doesn't really change, and we still have a, a police department that doesn't measure up. That's Kansas City resident John Simpson, a member of Moore Squared, a local social justice organization. He's one of several Kansas Cityans who have urged the city to not fund the KCPD above what's required by state law. The department is governed by a five-member body overseen by the state of Missouri, the Board of Police Commissioners. The governor appoints four of them, and the fifth is the mayor of Kansas City. Per state law, Kansas City has to devote at least 20% of its general revenues to the KCPD. But this year, the department is slated to get more than 20% of the city's general fund, $33 million more. That extra money is now the subject of an ordinance proposed by Mayor Quentin Lucas. Its priorities include hiring more officers, increasing salaries, and having officers dedicated to community engagement work. Here's Lucas. I think all of us have an interest in ensuring that we are working on items like prevention, and those aren't just the many items that I know my colleagues present with me today have worked on for some time, but that includes work at the Kansas City Police Department. Things like community outreach, community action networks. But not every council member is on board with this. Councilman Lee Barnes says the council needs to have more control over the money. That money's just gone for them to do whatever they wish to do with. The police department's East Patrol Division, which covers 3rd District Councilwoman Melissa Robinson's district east of Troost, has more homicides and 911 calls than any other patrol division. In January, it responded to more than 5,500 911 calls. So Robinson supports a community prevention fund, as long as there's... Full funding for policing community policing, and prevention, violence reduction strategies that work. Her chief priority is making sure the department is fully staffed. In 2021, it was short about 300 officers, but Simpson, for one, doesn't want any of that extra money to go to the police. Instead, he says... Use that excess to make these changes and provide for these other kinds of programs, you know, better education, mental health, housing transportation and and use it for that. And that fund would be controlled by the city. The police wouldn't have anything to do with that. Talib Muwakil, a member of the National Black United Front and the city's police task force, agrees. The Kansas City Police Department has been proven to be a very corrupt department, a very violent department. I almost want to say a very anti-human department. Muwakil says it's time for the city to try something different. Let's stop putting a Band-Aid on bullet wounds. Let's, let's put some money to the side and address some mental illness. Let's put some money to the side and address houselessness. Let's put some money aside and, and address real issues that are plaguing our community, which leads to violence. Lucas's ordinance is one way the city council is trying to exert some local control over the police department. Last year, he and the city council attempted to reallocate $42 million of the police budget to a community policing and prevention fund. That action was struck down by a Missouri judge. 
In reaction to the council's move, the Missouri Senate has passed a bill sponsored by Parkville State Senator Tony Lutkemeyer to increase the KCPD's funding requirement from 20% of the general fund to 25%. Robinson says that if that bill becomes law, the council will only have the ability to write a check for the department. The police budget must be approved by the city council at its meeting on March 24th. It includes Lucas's proposed $33 million fund. If the council does not approve the ordinance by then, the fund will have to be removed from the budget. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Salisa Kalakal. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia dean This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read more on the allegations against Eric Greitens and Kansas City's police budget, visit kcur.org, where you can find more stories from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear about a new drug treatment program in jails and prisons in Kansas. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.